All right. So, um, let's begin. Um, who am I going to go first? You know what? We got to, we got to talk about the Cowboys. We have to. Um, they are six and seven. They, I don't, I don't even know what word describes them. I, I want to ask you guys this. If you take 100% of the blame, if you took the pie, the blame, I'll call it the blame pie. What percentage of it would you give to Jerry Jones? What percentage of it would you give to Jason Garrett? What percentage of it, what percentage would you give to Dak? And just, you know, just kind of go from there. They lost to the Bears. And now, Yes, it was on the road. But ladies and gentlemen, this is this is their third game in a row that they've lost. And I was thinking, you know, I was like I was like I don't follow the Cowboys that much. But I was like for the most part, for the most part, they were healthy. And I went to the research department, and I discovered, lo and behold, they are mostly healthy. This is... I don't know. But it's safe to say, Jason Garrett should have been fired... Years ago. At least. Three. Four. Possibly five years ago. The reason. He still has a job. I should say has had a job for all all these years. Now I'll say this. I'm currently recording this. Um. On uh, on Thursday night. Okay. So by the time. You guys hear this. It's possible. That Jason Garrett is fired. So as of right now. Um, I'm recording this. A little bit after the game. Um, is Has ended. But. 31 to 31 to 24. I just Jason Garrett the reason he's had this job is because he he's a puppet. I can't think of anything else. He's not he's not that good of a coach. I 
I'm going to say this. He should have been, even if, even if he wasn't fired years ago, they could have demoted him to offensive coordinator and called it a day. But no, um, they, Jerry Jones, didn't do that. And Jerry Jones is paying the consequences. You know, he's now seeing the consequences of those actions. Jerry Jones is all about control. He's a tremendous businessman. And naturally, as a businessman, that's what you want, control. So, he knows that with Jason Garrett as as head coach, he can pretty much tell... He can say how he wants the team run. Jerry Jones. Listen to me. You are not a football guru. Yes, you played football many, many years ago. Okay? But you are in no position to be a GM. The best kind of owner, the best kind of owner is someone who just puts their money where their mouth is, and Jerry Jones does do that. I'll give him credit for that. Alright? You need an owner who's gonna, you know, pay, who's gonna pay his employees on time. I believe Jerry Jones does that. Alright? He needs to, you know, he needs to take his God, this is just this is just so sad. He, you need an you need an owner that will take their they're gonna they're gonna put they're gonna put all their pieces in the best position to win, and they don't care about you know they don't really. I mean, relationships are important, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and. If you are worrying more about your ego and looking good and being in control than winning, you have a problem. And that's what Jerry Jones has a problem with. And he's had a problem with. I'm not saying I want Jerry Jones to die. Because I don't. You know, I want to see people live, you know, as long as possible as, you know, and as healthy as possible. But I'm telling you, when Stephen Jones takes over, I'm going to be happy for the Cowboys. Because I think think he'll learn from his father's mistakes and just be an owner. Get a GM who knows what he's doing. Your job is to just pay the... Just be an owner. Just be in the background. Do you guys realize Jerry Jones is the only owner? The only owner. In the NFL. Well, actually, probably I would say NFL and NBA. He's the only owner that after every game, the media talks to. Why is the media talking to the owner? Does anyone else think that's a problem? He's the only guy. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. If I mean, if you guys, if you guys know that that's not true, you know, you know, message me and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, publicly correct myself. But to to the best of my knowledge, he's the only guy that does that, and it's pitiful. Here's here's the article. Um, these guys are mentally uh, okay for me, and all these guys are talented enough for me, so that's good. Jones said, "I'm questioning how to put together a coordinated one that complements each other. How to put uh, how to put together a team that can win a football game? We're not collectively getting together as a team and doing the things it takes to win ball games." Listen. That's what he's missing. He said, I'm questioning how to put together a coordinated one that complements each other. How to put together a team that can win a football game. You don't know how to put together a team, Jerry Jones. That's why you're not a good GM. You you just made yourself GM. You don't know what you're doing. In, in that area, you have you have money. Just be the owner. Get a guy. Get get it. Get a general manager, who you won't be breathing down his neck, and just let him do his thing. I mean, I don't know how you're not tired of just being mediocre. I mean, the Cowboys last one. A Super Bowl in oh god, what ninety one? Let me let me let me check let me check myself. Dallas Cowboys last Super Bowl ninety six nineteen ninety six. So it's been 23 years. Jerry Jones, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of just being mediocre? You, Jerry likes being seen, you know, known and, you know, acknowledged and all of that. Don't you want a championship, though, before you die? I mean, come on. 1996. Man, I mean, 31 to 24. I don't even know. I don't know, man. We, I mean, someone, because see, here's the thing. I don't think Jerry Jones listens to anybody. And in a way, that's good. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes you shouldn't listen to other people. But when it comes to something that you don't know anything about, like building a football team, 
listen to other people. See, if I'm an owner, I don't know anything about creating a football team. I know about business. I know about that. Okay, but I don't know how to compile a football football team. I don't know, you know, what staff to get. I don't know any of that. And I would admit that. I'd be like, look, let me get a GM that I like, that I trust, that we have a pretty good, you know, relationship. Um, and I'm just going to say here, man, do your thing. You know, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you run with this. I'm going to trust you here. You know, tell me what you need. I'll see if I can do it. That, I, I, I just, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if when I wake up tomorrow, Jason Garrett does not have a job. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he still had his job. It's just pitiful. Man, I mean, I don't even know. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if I if I were to give percentages of who to blame, I'm not. I don't want to look at this individual game. I want to look at the string the the string of history. That we have to look at. Okay, I would say... I would say 35% goes to Jerry Jones. 35 to 40% of the blame pie should be forced down Jerry Jones' throat. A lot of this is on him. He sent himself up and his team up for this pitiful string. I, I I personally don't understand why the Cowboys are still considered America's team. It doesn't make any sense to me. How? This is... This is America. We are not about mediocrity. We are not about C-level work. We are not about being decent. We are about excelling, being great, being number one. That's what we're about. We're about leading the pack. We are not about being in the middle. Six and seven? Six and seven. That's ridiculous. That is not what America is about. They should not be America's team. I don't even know why they play on football. I mean, I don't even know why they play every year on Thanksgiving. And they lost to the Bills. They are not America's team. That title needs to be stripped from them. And they should not get it. 
until they win like three Super Bowls in a row. I'm serious. It, it shouldn't just be one. They need to earn it. They have You haven't done anything since 1996. If anybody, if anybody should be should be called America's team, it should be the Patriots or the Steelers. Preferably the Patriots. Because ever since 2001, the Patriots have been killing it. That That's all I really got to say about this, man. I mean... Well, let, well, let me keep let me keep dividing the pie. Let me keep going. Jason Garrett. Look, the how can I put this? Being being with the Dallas Cowboys, it's a huge spotlight, a lot of attention. You know, you're famous, so it's real. It's really huge. Um, but at some point, at some point, I want to stop being a puppet. And I don't think Jason Garrett cares that he is one. He knows he is. He can't deny that he, he can't deny that he is. Because let me tell you something. If he stepped out of line and just kind of did his own thing and actually, you know, you know, didn't just do because there were there were many times where Jerry Jones would tell Jason Garrett of who he wants to start, who he wants to play, <coughs> who he doesn't want to play, and Jason Garrett follows through. Instead of Jason Garrett saying, "Jerry, let me do this thing. You hired me for a reason. Trust me on this." You don't know football like you think you do. Okay, you're the owner. Okay, you're, you're, you're doing a great job of that. Let me coach. Let me coach. Man. I, I don't know when it's going to end. But I, I would I would say Jason Garrett gets about fifteen fifteen to twenty five percent of the pie. It's a shame. It's a shame. I just It's, I'll say this. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, if Jason Garrett does not lose his job, either either by tomorrow or, you know, before, between, I, I would say if he doesn't lose his job, Before, you know, if he doesn't lose his job by tomorrow, or by the time the new season starts, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw out my hands, and I will think that it's literally impossible for Jason Garrett to lose his job. He is inept, but the first person who has to look at themselves 
is Jerry Jones. You can't keep doing this. You can't. It's not about you. It's not about your ego. I mean, do you want to win or do you want the attention? I don't think Jerry Jones cares about winning. He says he does. I don't buy it one second. I don't buy it for one second. If you were truly serious about winning, you would have changed your approach years ago. But he hasn't done that. I don't care about what Jerry Jones says after a win or a loss. I don't care. When the Lakers when the Lakers win, I don't care about what Jeannie Buss says. When the Mavericks win or lose, I don't care about what Mark Cuban says. When the Patriots win or lose, I don't care about what Robert Kraft says. I don't want to see you in front of the cameras. I don't want to see you in front of all, you know, all of these, you know, issues. You know, I don't I don't want to see you talking to the media. That is not what you're supposed to be doing. That's all I got to say about this, man. I, I just... I don't know. I don't know. And... I, I just... I don't know... I don't know how many times you can keep doing the same thing. And trying to get, like, you expect a different result. You realize as long as Jerry Jones is the owner and the GM, they will never, ever win a Super Bowl? Ever? I mean, seriously, like, they, they will never win one. Will they possibly get to one? It's, it's possible. It is possible. I doubt it, though. But they certainly, they certainly are not winning. I just, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. But seriously, some people, some people are just wired like that. Some people are just wired to want attention. Um, they don't really care why they're getting the attention. They just love that they're getting attention. And that, that, it is what it is. And that, one of those people is Jerry Jones. Alright. Um, let's talk about this uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, suspended radio analyst, Tim Ryan. Um, he... I think he's likely going to lose his job. Um... This is from abcnews.gov. Um, San Francisco 49ers suspend announcer Tim Ryan over dark skin comments about Lamar Jackson. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers suspend radio analyst Tim Ryan 
uh, for one game. Following remarks he made on air, on air suggesting the Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson's dark skin helped him hide the football. Um, Ryan helped. Uh, Ryan said on San Francisco base station KNBR that Jackson's dark skin, dark skin color, helped him hide a dark football during an interview discussing the recent 49ers match against the Ravens. The Ravens beat the 49ers 20-17 last Sunday. He's really good at that fake, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football with a dark uniform, you cannot see that thing, Ryan said on the Murph and Mac radio show. Uh, I mean, you literally could not see when he was when he was in and out of the mesh, out of the mesh point. And if you're a half step slow in terms of how your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. He added. Now, I'm going to say this. I think the comment is kind of funny. I do. I think it's kind of funny. Um, but obviously. Uh, they weren't a big fan of what he said. But that is one thing that I do hate about the Ravens' uniforms. I've always hated how dark they are. It's like, sometimes they like black and purple. Like, they just get like the darkest colors. I'm like, my God, man. Like, you know. Personally, I thought... I think the statement about the dark skin, it doesn't make too much sense to me because you can't see too much skin anyway. You can't. I mean, it's just... I mean, it it, it is what it is. But I I just don't think, because sometimes, you know, you wear, you know, quarterbacks will wear uh, throwing sleeves or, you know, just sleeves to cover their arms. Because, you know, Baltimore is in Maryland and it's, uh, it's cold there. Um, I think he might lose his job, though. Um... We live in a very politically a very politically correct society. And when you are politically incorrect, you are immediately frowned upon, um, seen as being Uh, old-fashioned, inconsiderate, racist, homophobic, anything. And I personally, I don't think the comments are really that bad. I, I, I mean, I, I... I, I, I really I really don't. I don't know how Lamar Jackson took the comments. I personally don't think he cared. You know what I find to be amazing? What I find to be amazing is a lot of times when something politically incorrect is said, the person who who can receive the comment 
they're usually not that offended. It's people who hear the comment that get upset. I was watching this uh, PragerU video. And um, I'm not really big on... I, I watch some PragerU videos. Um, I think it's... I think it's whatever. I try to stay, I try to stay neutral on things like that. Um, but there was a, there was a video of this, um, I want to say it was Will Witt who was doing the video. Um, but he was wearing, uh, he was wearing, uh, Chinese, I think it was Chinese, um, I think he was wearing like Chinese attire. And he was at, I want to say UCLA. And, you know, Will Witt, it's obviously that, that is the whitest white boy name you could, you could possibly have. Um, but he was just standing there and then he was kind of just asking people who were just walking by, like, oh, do you think, do you think this is a cultural appropriation? And people were just like, just seriously just giving it to him and um people these were people at ucla who thought they were woke and they were just kind of saying oh you know you're really you know you know you're racist and you're just not a good person it's like that's so disrespectful that's cultural appropriation which cultural appropriation is just a bunch of garbage um but um he went to chinatown uh, later in the video, and he at, and then he at, in the same outfit, and he said, "Do you think what I'm wearing is a uh, racist or cultural appropriation?" And they all like all the people he talked to, they were like, "No, you th- oh, we think you look good." And then he went to someone else, and she was like, "No, no, you look really handsome." And it was just like it was like that's amazing. It's like it's like people we tend to think that we tend to think that we're like woke and that we're special. And it's like, nah, man, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we're not, we're not that at all. We're, we got to stop pretending that we're this, this holier than thou, and this, this mentality that we have. It's killer. It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody. And when I talk about how cultural appropriation is garbage, um, I just never really understood. I remember I was talking to this one, uh, this one girl. This was probably, this was probably about a year and a half ago. And, uh, we were talking and, uh, I was just, I was just in line uh, getting some food with her. And, um, we were talking about, um, what, uh, we were looking at this one person and what they were wearing. And she, like, she, like, kind of whispered to me, she's like, that's cultural appropriation. That's not very nice. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, look at what he's wearing. And I said, so? And she said, but he's not that, he's not that ethnicity. He can't wear that. And I said, why not? And she said, because he's not that ethnicity. 
And I said, do you realize you're a white girl and you're about to eat some Chinese food? She said, what do you mean? I said, you are a, a white girl who is about to eat some Chinese food. And she's like, well, it's different. I said, why is it different? And she said, because you have to eat. And I said, no, you don't have to eat Chinese food. There's a lot of places you can eat that are, that are American. I was like, I was like, what's the difference? I was like, see, we, we can justify things in our own mind. And I was like, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, why are you eating this stuff? And she was like, oh, because it's good. And I was like, maybe he just likes wearing it. I was like, who? I was like, how many people wake up, wake up on a on a daily basis? And say, you know what? How can I be racist today? Who does that? That's not a thing. And we just, it's like, man, you know, we, 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 we gotta, we gotta, we got this cultural, I don't even know when the term cultural appropriation started. I don't. And it's important that we just don't, Mm, that's good water. It's important that we just stop doing this to ourselves. Like personally, when I see a white person wearing dreads, I couldn't possibly care less if that's what they want to do do to their hair. All right. I mean, I don't. I mean, I just look at it this way. If you can just go out and just stand there, just point out cultural appropriation. Or quote unquote cultural appropriation or or racism and stuff like that. You have nothing better to do. You need to get a life. Like if, if that's seriously, if that's seriously what you're doing with your life. And you're saying, oh my god, like, you're, you're racist, you're sexist, you're just, you know, if you're finding these small things that don't even matter. I mean, we just, that should, it should, again, when we have these small little issues that we have, it shows just how good our life is. That's what it shows. And, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me when I see that. Um, I saw this one girl today. This isn't about cultural appropriation. Um, but she had a shirt that said, uh, what did it say? It said like, like black girls do it better. And my question, I didn't, I didn't ask her because she was, she was about 20, 25 feet away and I didn't know who she was. And I was like, what is it? 
black girls do what better? And so I assumed I was like, maybe the point of the shirt is saying whatever, like, like we just like what whatever it is, we do it better. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I just some things, man. I just I I really don't understand. Um, all right. So that's that's enough of this. Um, but now on to um. Anaya Blanchard. This is this is really a sad story. Um, I can't imagine. Well, let me say this: I don't know too much of my family. I really don't. Um, I know. I know. Um, I haven't talked to my dad's side in a while. Um, well, I have talked to my my uncle, uh, my dad's brother, Marvin. Um, I have talked to him the most recently. Um, but the rest, the rest of my dad's side, uh, I haven't talked to them in that, oh man, maybe seven, eight years, maybe. Um, but anyway, it's just really, I can't imagine having a family member I know being killed, especially being young. Because I got to be honest, when there's someone who's young, when there's someone who's young and they die, versus someone who's old and they die, I will tend to have more compassion and more empathy and more feeling for the younger person than the older person. Because see, the older you, the older you are, the more chances you've had to get it right. The more chances you've had to get your, you know, get your life together. The more chances, you know, you've had to. How can I put this? The more chances you've had to experience life. Anaya Blanchard was 19. Um, I just... Let me... Man, I just... I can't even imagine, man. Like, I don't even know... I don't even know... I, I, I just... I, I wouldn't even know what to feel... If I found if I found out my my cousin, you know that's that's in that's in her twenties, was shot and killed. So here we go. Anaya Blanchard, stepdaughter of UFC fighter, shot after she went for gun. Suspect said, according to court documents, the suspect killer of Alabama College college student uh, Anaya Blanchard said he shot her after she allegedly went for the gun, according to court documents. Uh, Blanchard, the 19-year-old stepdaughter of UFC fighter Walt Harris, uh, I don't know who that is, was last seen at a convenience store in Auburn on October 23rd. She's beautiful, too. 
um, Ibrahim Yazid is accused of abducting her from that store and shooting her to death. Uh, according to Lee County District Attorney Brandon Hughes. Uh, after Blanchard disappeared, an unnamed individual told authorities that Yazid was at a home in Montgomery with Blanchard's car, according to court documents. Yazid admitted to shooting a girl and stated the girl went for the gun, according to statements made by the same individual in court documents against Yazid. After a month-long search, according, including rewards offered from Harris UFC colleagues, Blanchard was found dead on November 25th in a wooded area of Shorter, Alabama. Uh, Blanchard died from a gunshot wound and her death was ruled a homicide. Yazid faces capital murder charges and prosecutors said they will seek the death penalty. That's all it says in the article. Um, I was kind of following this, um, this case. Not that closely though. Um, I'm going to say this, you know, you don't, you don't know when your life is going to end. You don't know how, you, 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 you don't know, you just don't know when something's going to end. You don't. And you need to cherish your life with with everything you with everything you've got. Be grateful for what you be grateful for the time that you have. Cuz you don't know what's going to come to an end. And that also means be grateful for those who are around you. Be grateful for your friends. Be grateful for your family. There are times where you know your family is annoying. There are times where your family is, you know, you, you just, you want to throw them onto the freeway. But you still love them. You still appreciate them because you don't know when they're going to die. You don't know when something major could happen. And it's just absolutely ridiculous to just to just stay angry it doesn't help you at all we've all heard the phrase you know drinking i mean you know being angry is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die but it's such a true statement it being angry doesn't do anything to the other person the worst it may do is it may make them feel bad, but you're the one who's harboring all those negative those negative emotions. You're the one who's raising your blood pressure. You're doing all of that. You know, just appreciate appreciate the time that you have, man. It's sad to just. You, you, you just don't know when it's going to end. You don't know. You know, if you have a... You know, these stories always... 
I like doing these stories for me because they're therapy. Not because they make me happy, but they make me think. Is there anything... Is there any person that I'm upset with? That I'm that I'm harboring some that I'm harboring something against them. And it's just holding back our relationship. And seeing these stories is just like, is it worth it? Saying this saying this scenario, I'm upset with one of my roommates. And I just say, well, okay. Is it really worth it <clears throat> to be upset at them? And the answer is no. It's not that serious. I'm telling you, man, just, you know, stop being so angry. Just just appreciate the time that you have with these people. Because you don't know when it's going to end. You don't. And that's really all I got to say about this, man. So... Uh, we'll see if Jason Garrett is fired or if, you know, nothing changes in Dallas.